This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, hello there. Welcome to the Confused Breakfast Podcast. On this podcast, we review the movies that defined the 80s, 90s, and 2000s for us as kids. But you really can't talk about the defining media of your formative years without talking about the rest of pop culture. On our mini episodes, affectionately known as Mini Bites. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We dive into some other aspects of childhood that must be explored. On today's fun-sized conversation, we discuss the scariest kids' television show of the 90s, perhaps ever, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this episode, Mini Bite, Are You Afraid of the Dark? That the whole, I mean, there's like the first season or so where the intro was like, eh, but then when it, when it got to like the swing set <laughs> and, and the doll and, and like the, the clown, clown upstairs, no. it, it was so tight. I mean, sets the mood oh, for yeah. the show. It, it does. It's, that's what a, an intro should do. Yes. It should take 30 seconds to be like, are you ready for this? Because if you're not, you're going to get screwed over, bro. <laughs> get you, ready. Are you ready? Are you afraid? Let's do this. That's it. That's <laughs> what it should do. And it does it so well. It does. <laughs> well, wait. Time out. Because before we get going on the, are you afraid of the dark, it's review time. <gasps> review time. <laughs> So this one is called Easy Listening Great Laughs Ooh. from James Milligan. Oh, okay. No, James? I know James. Okay, well, this is from James. I have no oh, idea who the fuck you I are, don't James. Either. What a peasant. <laughs> this is my go-to podcast when I want to break up the monotony and travel down memory lane. The cast has great chemistry, and you can tell they put in the work. Again, very funny and deserves the love. Happy listening. Thanks, wow, man. That's dude. awesome. James? Thanks, James. God. Good just, man. James right is there. a good man, and he's correct. We are, we have great chemistry. We put in the work and we're just fucking great dudes. <laughs> hey, you we're didn't also so extremely good at being humble. Yeah. So. Good looking as well. You didn't even need to say anything, James. <laughs> no, you did. I need that. We do need that. I need yes. that. 
we, we can pretend like we're, you know, we told you on the last episode, we're like super high rated and we're like yeah. the best podcast ever. We need your kind words. Yeah. Or, or we second the minute we leave the podcast, we're like, that fucking sucks. We we're suck. going to get canceled. Oh my God. This is terrible. Yeah. So please keep the reviews coming. Give, yeah. give us, give us those five stars. Uh, you remember, you can call us and leave us a voicemail. Remember the number yet? Have you learned it yet? I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, us i love it so cool. thanks james thanks buddy that's the way to go we, we we love that feedback so and that's what keeps us doing this but yeah. uh one of the things that keeps us doing this is revisiting amazing things from our childhood and i think we are not alone in the world at at are you afraid of the dark being one of the coolest most watched shows uh, of all time from the 90s i mean i i absolutely love this show it was it was super spooky mm-hmm. uh but not too bad like not too bad like yeah. you generally a happy ending for the most part and like for the most part uh, there was two or three. There yeah. were some that were. There were happy. a few that yeah. were happy, kind of goosebump booksy, you know. Yeah. But but I, I went back through and like just I haven't seen this in uh, oh geez more than ten years. I don't yeah. think I've ever I've watched an episode. But going back through the list of seasons and episodes, I remembered probably every single one just from the thumbnail that I saw. Yeah. Um, Safe to say, this was a top show of my childhood. I, I I watched this all the time. How about you guys? How about you, Sean? Yeah, man. Uh, every every I remember getting home from elementary school, and this was on. I think maybe like two episodes were were on in a row. And I, me and my brother, just sat in front of the TV and and watched that intro, and were scared shitless. You know, uh, I, honestly though, I don't really remember being that scared of of them all. But I, like the aspect of um, of like sitting down to tell a story, like story yeah. story time. You know, I love I love that in movies where like movie, the movie The Fog by John Carpenter begins with a ghost story. Yeah. It's like yes, and then and then later in the movie, there's another story. I'm like yes, okay, cool, right? Um, but these are stories with like flashbacks these are drama dramatized yeah. uh stories uh presented to you as as kids and uh man everything about them is is so fucking fun uh i loved it as a kid uh 100 probably uh along with double dare and all, all the game shows it was like, just part of the nickelodeon lineup yeah just one of my favorites for sure h um snick because it started off in the daytime, but then it became a staple at yeah. the Saturday night Nickelodeon. Saturday night Nickelodeon, oh. man. When you got to Snick and it was, are you afraid of the dark? I, this is one See, of those I was busy shows. on Saturdays. <laughs> oh, I didn't have shit going on. No, me neither. A, <laughs> I was an indoor kid. Uh, <laughs> definitely we? had that humidifier fired up. Uh, so, so we, me and Bob, like, dude, me and Bob, my brother Bob, uh-huh. I'm telling you, man. Bobby. It would be like, ah! It's hey! Hurry up! Grab extra gushers! Gary's telling the story! Bring me a surge! <laughs> hurry! And so, we, like, it was just one of those things. Like, I don't know how it became a thing, but it just became a thing for us that we're like, are you afraid of the dark? There were points, and there was there at one time, there was a point where they did back-to-back episodes yeah. of, of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ooh. And we were so hyped on this. And so... 
Um, yeah, but man, and yes, there were times that we took it way too far. Like it was, it was too serious to us. Yeah. Like I really thought something was going to come get me in my sleep. I thought I was going to get trapped in a video game. I thought I was getting, no way, no way. Sometimes so I got freaked out by these. It did its job. <laughs> you should not be telling some of these ideas to kids. Right. They, so impressionable. This show asked the question, are you afraid of the dark? AJ said, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, so, I am. So I still watch it, though, right? <laughs> no, you get out of here. You're, you're get, Yo, go on. Well, and, and being able to go back and rewatch this, we're going to tell you about some of the history of this first and then talk about our, our favorite episodes. But going back and watching, this show is like a time capsule of shitty haircuts in the nineties for kids <laughs> and terrible clothes. Have you dude, like oh, all yeah. that, like the butt cuts, man, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the mullets, the bangs, the like, yeah. it just had really bad haircuts and it was amazing. <laughs> you know, like, okay, especially in the earlier episodes, like the first two seasons of this, it wasn't until 94 that this really started to take off and they got some real good influx of cash, you know, like oh, yeah. budget actually went up. <laughs> Yep. And they got some, they, it was a lot better, but in the early ones, you're absolutely right. They had those kids. They're like, just take that kid. Cause he's a lot cheaper <laughs> and then bring him in just whatever he's wearing. And you know, we only got an hour to shoot this episode to yeah. so just take the first take every time. Let's yeah. move on. He has long hair. He his, his, his hair is greasy. That it looks like he just got out of a pool. Perfect. Let's that make works. this one about pool. Make, oh, him, okay. yeah, make, make him a pool guy. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, unbelievable. But but we're, we're again. Well, let's give you some of the history first, like we usually like to do here. Um, so there were there were two revival series of this. Uh, the first one airing from ninety nine to two thousand. The second debuting in twenty nineteen. But we're going to be focusing on the classic version that we all know and love. The original series aired from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety six. It was created by DJ McHale and Ned Candle. It DJ McHale. That's what I said. I kind of want to know what DJ McHale looks like because <laughs> I don't think he's a real DJ. No. <laughs> so it originally aired on YTV, which was Canadian TV That's network. Right. Oh, yeah. And it was picked up by Nickelodeon in 91, which is how the majority of us remember seeing it. I know it continued to get aired on YTV. Mm. So if you are in our Canadian audience, that's probably how you watched it. But through those years, it spanned five total seasons for a grand total of 65 episodes. Wow. The series revolved around a group of teenagers who referred to themselves as the Midnight Society. Love that name. We'll mm-hmm. get, get to that a little bit later. Why is there not a band called that? There's name? a band called The Midnight, and uh, they are unbelievable. Okay. They are like synthwave. Sounds like they're from the 80s. In fact, I sent you a video of that. It, I think you did. It was um, like... The Breakfast Club. Yeah. yeah, it was The Breakfast Club. That's it, right. Yeah, remember that? Oh, God, yeah, it was great. They're so good. Yep. So there you go. There's your answer. I, I didn't get sent a video. I'm, I'm going to go. No, I sent it to all you guys. You, you got it, too. He just didn't watch it. Yep. I okay. didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Show you true colors. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> so so <laughs> every, every episode at a secret location in the woods me. at night, one member <laughs> would tell a scary story to the group. The actual story, rather than the telling, was displayed to the television viewer. Uh, the story was shown between the group's arrival at the site and their departure. Themes of the stories usually revolve around a variety of paranormal phenomena, such as demons, ghosts, magic, haunted houses, magical curses, witches, vampires, werewolves, the cool stuff, uh, and the coming in contact of those things with the average young adult youths. So, yeah, so that that's kind of the, the breakdown of, of the history of this, but let's talk about the Midnight Society. Yeah. I so, mean... Uh, 
awesome. Gary. Gary. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you who your favorite character is, but I don't think there is a favorite character. Um, <laughs> no, there, there was the, the, the chick I remember with the, with the like curly blonde hair. I think that was Betty Ann. She was, she was an, she was a newcomer kind of, uh, early oh, no, on. That was Sam. Sam. That's Sam. That's I Sam. She comes so. later on and all the boys are like, yeah. 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 I, and for me as a boy, then I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I always thought Gary told the best stories. Yeah. Well, Gary was, the nerdiest the, and i feel the, like he started the, the group he's yeah, like, like the leader yeah 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 he's like he's like the red ranger speaking <laughs> well speaking of breakfast club like this is the group of kids who do not talk at school <laughs> oh, yeah. no, but yeah. they, they only talk they only talk in the midnight society but they are not friends at school. and those are those are the kids that bitch the entire time getting out to the fire pit yeah okay, they're like oh, it's kind of buggy <laughs> oh, do you have deet 40 i need my deet <laughs> And where are their parents? Where are the parents? Why They're are they letting them? Is this has to be like one of their like parents' backyards and not just like out in the middle of the forest? Because I did have a, f- a friend that I grew up with uh, down the street that kind of like it felt like a giant forest yeah. in his backyard, but it wasn't. It yeah. was like point one acre of of just timber that you could walk back into and feel like you were in a forest. Yeah. So it had to be something 100%. like that. They cut out the scenes where Gary's mom was just like, Gary, <laughs> yeah. you guys good on milk? Mom, stop. You got you eat hot dogs? You got, you're good. Are you guys roasting hot dogs tonight? <laughs> oh, which story are you telling them, Gary? Be sure to put out that fire around 9 o'clock. No. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's really actually Don't very true. Don't put true. my cocaine on there either. <laughs> Did you know what they actually used? No. What was okay. So there's been a long-standing theory. Is that, this gunpowder? That they threw sugar on the fire. And okay. that that is what caused sure. the... But it's been debunked. Um, it is non-dairy creamer that they would throw in the fire. Oh. That would that would. So next time you're having a campfire... Bring that non-dairy creamer, just a handful, a sprinkle. Don't throw the whole thing on there, okay? Uh, Well, there's and there's episodes where, like, when they bring out like the the new kid or whatever. I think is uh, what's his name? uh, Tucker. Tucker. Not Tucker. Tucker brings him. Well, then it's Stig and Eric. Stig. Okay, Stig. Stig, When he brings Stig out and like they they throw the hood over his head (laughs) and everything. And they're you're right. They totally just walked him to around the back of the house. <laughs> so they didn't want people to know. That's why they do it. And then, like, Gary, you guys are playing your games again. Gary. Oh, oh that's just the kids. They're just, we got to, must have a new boy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> is that stick fella? That's, oh, that must be Stig. He was talking about him today before school. <laughs> I did, I did a little research here. So, Gary, Betty, Ann, and Kiki were the only ones in every episode. Hmm. Uh, Frank. I like Frank. Frank. I like Frank, Frank. was the badass guy. Mm-hmm. He was in all the seasons, but the final one, apparently. Right, right. Uh, and then you had Tucker, Sam, Kristen, David, Stig, and Eric, who were all only a part of the cast for anywhere from one to three seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to give it up to this show for not only like telling compelling, like the, the majority of the episode was the story. Yeah. Right. And these people weren't in those stories. Normally they, some, some were meta and everything like that, that we can get to, but Maybe, maybe two, three minutes was dedicated to just the Midnight Society at the beginning. Yeah. 
and and maybe at the end a little bit too. A little bit at the end, yeah. But how synonymous they are, like we're talking about them as individual characters. Yeah. You know, they they weren't like in the stories. They didn't. They did the same thing every week. Yeah, like, it's, ah. yeah. it's like I mean, we related to them, and like we're talking about them now. It's a really cool thing that they did. And there's continuity between those episodes yeah. as they went along. Very like true. I, like I was talking about Stig. Like they said, well, you're not in yet, but if you come back for a couple episodes, and so he comes back yeah. to tell more. more and, he, stories. and he wasn't in with the scariest story of them all. We'll get to. Right. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't let him in. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Who was your favorite then? Who who did you guys I, identify with? I didn't like any of them. <laughs> I didn't like any of the Midnight Society. And you, goes like, you thought they're all just like too hmm, much? Like, yeah, like they just all had their weird quirks. Like, I don't. I don't like bugs. I don't like clowns. I don't like cold. I don't like hot. I don't like. They just were all mad. They're all the indoor kids who slept with you, metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, and that's what they were. on the way to the back around the house like this. I was not. I did not have a favorite. Did you? I so when I was a kid, I thought Gary told the best stories, but then I was definitely wrong on that um, because turns out Gary, it's like they're and Tucker is Gary's brother, the, and he was the brothers. worst. What's that? Tucker was the worst. Tucker right? was the worst. Yeah. I think I. I don't think he was the great. I, he was okay, like here and there, but like he never had like he never had anything like crazy that you're like, oh damn, oh yeah, damn, it's crazy. Um, but it was like uh, they had their their dad had the magic shop. That's why. Oh, okay. That's why he got mm. all these different things. And his stories were usually they, related they to had that. A lot of magic, the super specs, like things like that. You know, the gimmicky stuff that you'd get at the magic shops. You know, it actually was a very cool. Again, to Sean's point, like they didn't just go, okay, here's the new story. Um, Gary's going to tell it. Like, there yeah. was usually a theme yeah. to what type of story that said character would tell. Mm. Exactly. In fact, like Frank, we'll get to Dr. Vink. All yes. of Frank's stories had Dr. Vink. Uh, in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Like, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's right? really well done. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, and, and then, and I believe who had Sardo cause Sardo was one of the magic guys. Yep. And I think so. I think it was Gary, maybe Gary or, or, yeah. or Gary or Tucker, one of the two, yep. but yes. And it so it was well thought out. Exactly. But then I think when it really came down to it, it was, it was, um, Mary Jackson, Beth Ann, Beth Ann, <laughs> No, sorry, Be- Betty, 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 Betty and my Mid- bad. mid-century name, something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, she had like the best story. Yeah. The ones that I thought were like, "Wow, damn that!" That's that one, true. That so was, you, that was I was, freaky, I was bro. judging them on characters. You were judging them on stories. On their actual stories. I just hated <laughs> their characters. Yeah, I was judging them on the point of the show. My <laughs> goddamn, damn yeah. it! I, I never, I never like, like picked one where I'm like, "Yeah, that's my White Ranger." You know, no, I, <laughs> nope. I never had that. Never but, had that. Uh, I mean, if if Betty Ann had the best stories and the Betty Ann's one for me. There you go. There you go. All right. Respect. Well, well, we're going to, we're going to break. I mean, I know why you're tuning in. It's some of these episodes because some of these were so iconic and everybody remembers them. And so we wanted to revisit. We, we each picked a few, um, that, that we kind of wanted to remind you of and maybe discuss. So I'll, I'll start it off. One of the very first episodes, I think it was number three was laughing in the dark. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And that was the one where, uh, there was like an amusement park that they went to and there was the, the haunted house kind of thing. That That's was, right. that was a clown yeah. house. Well, and starting off with, uh, a, to, before you get to your yeah. episode, I think it's like number three, you said, or number number yeah, two. It number was three. very close in season yeah. one. The yeah. first episode is 
garbage. Is it really? It's it's like the the it has like Dr. Frank or Dr. Vink. Vink. It was in there. Yeah. And oh, it was like the claw one or something. It was uh, like the cab. Yeah, the oh, phantom, yeah, the cab. phantom the, cab. Yeah, it, it had that so shitty kid in it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like terrible. And then they get to this one, and, and I'm like, all of a sudden, fuck, it's it's on. They beat you over the head with it on this one, man. Yeah. Well, and there are there are some definitive lists out there of like top ten. Uh-huh. Are you yes. afraid of it? And the, and this one is always on it. Always uh, in there. fact, the ones we're going to talk about were pretty much yeah, primarily pretty on much. there. But but the the kids went to this amusement park, and there was a clown house haunted house thing where it was Debo the clown, right? Zebo. Zebo. Sorry, Z- I yeah. was thinking uh, Friday. Yeah, Debo, yeah, you know course. what I mean? <laughs> I just watch that too. Uh, Zebo the clown, but like they 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 dare the kid. They say there's legends around the clown, and you know, yeah. it smells like cigar smoke in there. Right. And so they dare the one kid to go take the nose off right. of Zebo the clown. Yeah, if you're okay, if you're so brave, yeah, so brave. And that go kid was the end. again. Well, how do we know you don't just hang out in the in the in the front entrance and you just come back around yeah well watch me i'm gonna yeah. take his nose yeah and then you're gonna have to wear it it's cool the next day yeah and so he does he goes in there and he gets terribly freaked out because it's that clown is horrifying <laughs> and the laugh that so he steals the nose and then of course he goes home and is terrorized by something you don't see <laughs> but we are assuming it is zebo the clown Coming yeah. back to get his nose, and his house smells like cigar smoke, and it's, it's awesome. just so. This is a definitive one, especially for like some of my my older brothers and stuff. This is the one. And this is probably why we're fucked up <laughs> and are terrified <laughs> of fucking clowns. Why, 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 yeah, why I'm actually terrified of this stuff. Okay, so one, there is a moment in this one where you actually see the original Zebo the clown. He pops up in a mirror, and he is terrifying. Uh, yeah. He is terrifying. I just got goosebumps. I literally just got. <laughs> So I was thinking about. <laughs> he pops up in this mirror out of the dark, and by the way, it's the character who, it's the actor who plays yes. Doctor Vink. Yes, but it's the oh, only time he yes. is not Doctor Vink. Correct. He's just this random guy. Exactly. So he plays the carny, and he says, like, "Come on, man!" They the got best, a weird southern most, accent. Most fun in the park when you're laughing in the, the dark. dark. <laughs> and, and it is, it's really creepy. He does it so yep. well, and then so it turns like the idea is like, okay, well maybe he is Zebo. He's the ghost of Zebo. We don't know. Zebo the clown tried to rip off the original 1940s uh, circus, yep. and steal the whole payday. And he gets caught in the funhouse, and the fire happens yep. due to his cigars. Yep, and he goes up in smoke. That's the legend. That's the legend, right? And that man, don't smoke, kids. And so. What a wonderful way to do this, though. You can tell if, like, if they didn't have a lot of money to throw around, then they did so such a good job at this by playing on your emotions. Totally. And not really seeing much. Yeah. You just see things and Shadows you hear things. And, and, and you're told that the smoke smells like cigars Correct. and... Yeah, so I thought I thought that was a really good episode. For does it hold up for you today? Did you get a yeah, chance to rewatch I, I d- it? At I all? don't get. A, I'm definitely not as scared as I was right. as a kid because some of those moments were terrifying, and, and it's more of a cool th- story. Yeah, and I think I think the majority of the ones we're going to talk about were still completely watchable. Yeah, and entertaining for me still as totally. an adult. Totally. That it's it's the whole Jaws effect that you're talking about. It's yeah. it's the, sh- the showing. Uh, um, as little as possible and just kind of like having the audience imply what's going on, like implying like what the hell is this actually? And this, this show was brilliant at that where it it had really good writers and really good uh, directors really doing, doing these episodes and 
the effects and uh, uh, production design were fucking top notch. Yeah. yeah. Like really, really top notch. We'll get into a little later with like the makeup effects and everything like that, but they were outstanding yeah. Yeah. For, for a show of this caliber at least. Absolutely. Well, who wants to tell AJ? You want to tell another episode here? Yeah, make me go. Yeah, you're gonna have to do go. This. But <sighs> I know dude, you want to. Which one are you dude, picking? Do you want me to do the scary or the one that doesn't hold up? Do the one that doesn't hold up. Yeah, do that first. Okay, so I, I say it doesn't hold up, but it's still. This is the idea. Again, this is an idea that has to be absolutely terrifying as a child, right? Uh, this is the the tale of the water demons. Ooh, okay, yeah. so the water demons sounds horrifying. It's yeah, absolutely terrifying. <laughs> so there's two boys, and they're one is one is visiting this uh, uh, town by a body of water uh, by the ocean, and uh, he's kind of helping them around the, around the house. He's visiting their it's their cousins or something, and so uh, they have they work at their their father's uh, the one boy's store, this father's store. All right. So it comes back around. They have to make a delivery up to the uh, Hutchinson Cottage or whatever, the whatever. mansion, Hutchinson yep. Ma- a Mansion. And they have to deliver this coffee. And so they take them up there. They take it up there. They're like, oh, man, that's that's the old, ma- old man, old codgers, Hutchinson's Mansion. He's crazy. He's an old sea captain. They go up there. They deliver the coffee. And they end up running into him. Um during this delivery process, and they learn this story about how he doesn't really sleep at all. They all they come for him, and and so on and so forth. These the demons they come for him. They're like, okay, what? I don't know Terrifying. what you're talking about. I don't even know what you're talking about, guy. So in the process of doing this, there's obviously a lot of sunken treasure. That's how this guy made his fortune. Yep. And in doing so, there's a lot of treasure in these in these cases and things like that. And I'll call him Ethan. Ethan steals <laughs> a piece of treasure. The, to stop you, though, the, the kids all had terrible oh, names. Yeah, stupid <laughs> names, okay? Devin. His name is Devin. We'll call him Devin. <laughs> Devin steals uh, a piece of treasure. And so as the story goes on, uh, if this old man falls asleep, demons immediately come from the water right. to drag him back to the depths. Terrifying. Jesus. As a repentance. This is all terrifying. Horribly terrifying. And these but, guys, and the, the, the demons are t- are creepy looking. But this is the one that didn't hold up for you? But it didn't really hold up. Because, one, the idea holds up. That's yeah, terrifying. Oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah, it sounds like terrifying. Your, your story is way scarier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Like, the, if, you, if you fall asleep for long enough, they can reach you. And they <sighs> drag you back <sighs> to the depths. I don't like that. Ryan reminds me of the Garfield Halloween episode. Correct. It's like Freddy Krueger. You sleep. So, so here's why it didn't hold up. Why didn't he just like <laughs> jump on a plane? <laughs> <laughs> he would have gotten. He would have gotten enough sleep on a Learjet over. He's rich. Just go to the middle of Australia. <laughs> like by the time by the time you get a, a good solid eight hours, they they can't even catch an Uber. Uh, to get to you at that AJ, point, man. <laughs> AJ, none of these stories hold up. Okay, like these are all idiot, stupid kids making stupid decisions. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's just like it's like, uh, but you know what? The only reason it holds up now is because other dummy kid stole a piece of treasure for no fucking reason. Oh, and, and that's it. And then he was the guy. And that- so if 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 old man falls asleep, then they also come after dummy kid. Cool. Uh, all right. So they got to take the treasure back and cool. So, so that's why you can't just hop on a plane and just catch your winks up there. 
<laughs> what, which one did you watch, Sean? One that didn't hold up for me, but always stuck with me uh, this entire time since I've watched it is one with Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, it is called The Tale of Station 109.1. And it is all about this kid who is, um, I'll say, our, our dark our dark queen princess uh, Winona Ryder, but as a, a little whiny bitch ass uh, male. Um, Are we talking about Ryan Gosling? This is his brother, okay. the main character. Yeah, so okay, Ryan good. Gosling is, 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 in, this is in this episode. Yeah, I was right. going to be like, how that's dare right. you talk about Ryan Gosling? <laughs> no, his, his stupid, dumb brother who is obsessed with death and starts the episode out with like in a coffin, waking up with his mom being like, breakfast time. He's like, oh, my dark summons me. And he's like, what? oh, no. What the fuck? Oh, no. I understand dude. like being into goth stuff and everything like that. <laughs> I understand like being the like wanted to like just the darkness like being into horror movies and stuff like that but just being a little bitch about it yep. and and being being like um uh the santa claus kid oh charlie charlie being like a charlie <clears throat> obsessed with santa claus obsessed with death no, is just like, as worse i don't like this kid so anyway he's obsessed mm-hmm. with this death whole thing and he hears this broadcast in this hearse saying that this station is uh, a portal way through uh, this life to the next life. And so he goes and visits and Gilbert Godfrey is, is like the ticket taker. It's pretty much the room from uh, 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 Beetlejuice. Yeah. Uh, the waiting room from Beetlejuice. Yeah. Uh, and Gilbert Godfrey's yelling his ass off and perfect and letting people in and letting Classic. people in. Uh, and so this kid gets confused with an actual dead person. And so goes beyond, into death been like kind of like a in between purgatory kind of thing. And so his brother, Ryan Gosling is, is can't really see him. And he's trying to get like, he's trying to get his attention and everything like that. And saying like, Hey, Hey, I'm a little bitch. Remember me? <laughs> and, uh, Ryan Gosling's having none of it. Cause he's a charming actor. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> he's got a life ahead of him. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got a future. <laughs> he's working with Gilbert Gottfried. Um, so it's up to Ryan Gosling to try and find out, uh, or like hear his brother over this radio station uh, to calling from the uh, netherworld to get him back. And maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. And who cares? <laughs> it's, it's a fun, it's a fun episode. And I don't know why it's always stuck with me. And maybe it's just Gilbert Godfrey's voice. Yeah. Uh, there, I always, I, I always, immediately remembered it when you said yeah, Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. 100%. It's like, I always remember a scene of them like in an escalator on a mall. And I don't know if it was in this episode whatsoever. It could have been a different one, but um, I always remember him. And I remember Ryan Gosling for sure. Cause who can't, um, but yeah, he got a uh, fun fact for Ryan Gosling. He then got offered. He was so good that they're like, will you be a part of the midnight society? And he's like, no. Oh shit. He straight turned him down. He's straight up. He's you like, don't nah. turn down. The he's midnight like, society. no, 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 I'm good. I got other things going on. Shit. Wow. So I'm just saying, is that real? Yeah, that's wow. real. Wow. That's my man. My man, Ryan Gosling, dude. Shit. Uh, so you got another one. Yeah. So my, this one held up for me completely. Okay. And it's, I think it's the scariest one. It's on everyone's list for scariest. Uh, it was called Midnight Madness. Okay. okay. In fact, I think it was the only one that did, wasn't called Tale of, or maybe it was. I don't, I might nice. cut this out. I think it was, yeah, it was called Tale of Midnight Madness. And this one, again, you've got dumbass kids. These, these two <laughs> teenagers are working at a theater that is showing like the world's worst movies and yeah. no one's coming to see them because- Shocker weird like show the world's worst movies and no one will go see them right 
like, and, and they complain that the Cineplex across town is showing all the good ones. They're getting all the good movies. What a good burger in there. <laughs> Whatever burger. Mega Chomp burger. I don't know <laughs> so, so the, uh, our, our friend Dr. Vink shows up. Yes. The theater's about ready to close their doors, and he goes, I am in the film business, and I have a movie that if you let me show this movie, you're, you will have more money than you ever dreamed of. Might I say, maybe the hammiest actor that I've ever completely. seen in my entire life. But so staged. Completely entertaining. Like, completely, yeah, though. I absolutely. think that was what he was there for. He's, he felt like a theater actor yeah, that yeah. was just, they said, go, do whatever. It'll be awesome. Scare kids. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. Can do he that. did. <laughs> and he said, he's like, well, if, if you let me play my movie and I revive your theater, I don't want money. I just want to be allowed to play one movie uh, every week or something like yeah, that. That's what like, every director's course. dream is trying to do. That's amazing. Let's yeah. do this. So he plays this old film, silent film. Like this is going right. to do any better than these shit movies you're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's Nosferatu, which by the way, I think is commonly thought of as one of the scariest movies of all time. It's anyway, the right? Original. First, the first vampire movie ever. Um, and it is very terrifying. Max Shrek as Nosferatu in that movie is like, just look up images from it's, Nosferatu. It's a terrifying it's image. It's creepy as fuck. And yeah. so they, they start playing this movie and people start coming in droves and they love it. And the theater's vibrant as hell. But then, uh, turns out there's a sinister thing going on here. Nosferatu is able to come out of the screen into mm-hmm. real life. And that is so absolutely terrifying that he's comes out of that screen and is now like ready to be a vampire and attack and kill people. It's Uh, a good effect. And it's it's a believable effect when, when he comes out Mm -hmm. of of the screen too, it doesn't look stupid. It doesn't. And it's really creepy because not the original Nosferatu has like vampire teeth, Mm -hmm. like pointed. Yeah. This one has like teeth like ours, but like very crooked and, yeah. and and like brown and stuff. And I'm that's like even more yeah. creepy. Something very grotesque about that. Yeah, like getting bit by that, but uh, as opposed to like a spiky tooth, that yeah. just creeps yeah. me out, dude. That's yeah. ugh. And like, do you want two fang points or do you want like 70 weird yeah, offset square, fang points? Yeah. No, I don't want those. But of course, he, he gets the, the kid, our hero, gets him back in the film, and Dr. Vink is pissed, and, and, and he still can't get the girl that he's been trying to get the whole episode <laughs> that keeps yeah. turning him down, but it's okay. It was a great... That was one of my favorites. I liked it, and it just goes to show how diverse, even for the 90s, yeah. this, the, this series was, because there's a black male yeah. with, a, with a white female. Um, and like even the midnight society, like there's, there's totally. kind of your, your, uh, I think there was there an Asian, um, was an Asian I, dude? I don't think there was, but they were kind of praised. <laughs> they were sort of praised for like having, for not picking like the Disney type characters. Yeah, they just yeah. picked the weird kids that were just kind of mismatches. And, yeah. I, I, I felt yeah. like it was like really kind of refreshing. Even like, even like them as like a love interest is like kind of interracial. Yeah. And I was like, Oh cool. Yeah. Hey, they didn't it really never, think it about never it. happened because yeah. she turned them down well, pretty yeah. much the whole movie. I like but. to think that it happened. <laughs> Eventually, I like to believe he did that save too. the world. <laughs> Thank God. One thing too, I wanted to bring up about Doctor Vink. He was played by Aaron Aaron Traeger. Aaron Traeger. Traeger. Yeah. Uh, he was. He he basically showed up in five six episodes as a character called Doctor Vink. The joke was always people say Fink. He say Vink with the vuh, vuh, yeah, vuh. Vuh, vuh. <laughs> and, and he they would always call him a nutbag behind his back, and he would always show up and be like, "I am not a nutbag." But I have a I have a Mike's fan theory on this because oh, why ooh. why go about having the same character who show he shows up in five six different episodes but he he's playing a completely different 
he's he's the same guy, but he's got a whole different career mm-hmm. in, in every episode. So like that doesn't make sense to me, right? But here's the theory: he is a supernatural being. He's a trickster. He's a demon. Mm. He's a demon, a sorcerer brought to brought to earth to cause because all of his jobs are sinister, right? In nature, like dangerous soup. He's been creating this soup that, chef that's, that's made from from people's fears. And shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he is a supernatural being that that like once one of his plans, once his movie plan was spoiled, spoiled in Midnight Madness, he's like, well. Transform me into something else, and then he becomes the cook. And he goes, "Now I will take over the world." Yeah, that's my theory on Doctor. I, I like it. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a whole character in uh, the, the show Supernatural, which probably won't do on this show. Uh, the, who, who I think is just like a trickster god, and is just kind of takes on different forms, and then just kind of causes chaos throughout different uh, storylines. Totally right. Christopher Heyerdahl actually played um, the Nosferatu. Yeah, uh, in that, and I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's not super well known, but but he really resonated. It really resonated with me because he was the Swede in Hell on Wheels. If you guys ever watched oh, that that's show, a great show. Oh. wonderful show. He was the Swede. He on was AMC, also huh? most recently in Togo. Huh. Um, it says Mayor George Maynard. Um, maybe Maynard. His, his other ones, but a couple other obvious, like decent credits: Star Trek, Psych Two, uh, things like that. Age, tell us your uh, tell us your second one that you that you loved. Okay, are you ready for this? This is this is the tale of the ghastly grinner. Oh yeah, got to be maybe one of the most famous episodes of them all. In my opinion, this is the scariest episode and is the most like jarring like episode. Yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of a of a mic description on this for you. Okay, okay, a young comic book artist. Ethan Wood, beset on rejection and lazy per- parents who don't support his dreams, comes across a unfinished comic book when given an invitation to a opening for a comic book store. Yeah. He accidentally unleashes the villain who turns his victims into drooling, giggling zombies. That's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes so, the descriptions are scarier than the actual <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's like it's like dude, this is this is it's it's really freaky because like Number one, it starts out and like he gets this like mysterious. Uh, this is Ethan Wood. And he's he. It starts out he's getting all these rejections for his comics and he's trying really hard and everything. And his parents don't give a damn. They're just laughing at the TV and just being idiots and stuff. It's Skrillex. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and I'll, I'll I'm going to ask you, Mike, if you recognize who this actor is. From, I definitely from, did. Okay, I, I can't tell you, but okay. yes, <laughs> okay, I did not. Okay, I'll tell you later. Um, he basically goes on. He gets this invite to the op- grand opening of a comic book store. He's like, he's like, all right, well, I'll go. It's like, all right, got to beat the lines. And he gets this invite. He shows up and he's like, yeah, I got this. And this girl behind the counter says, you're him. You're the one. You're the guy. You've got the vibe. The Uncas. Sylvester Uncas. <laughs> and like when I heard that, I immediately got taken back like literally like 17 years. I was like, oh my God, the Uncas. And so anyways, but he goes through, he gets this, he gets the comic book and it's the ghastly grinner and the ghastly grinner turns. It's, it's the bad guy. The bad guy wins, you know? And it's a really weird thing. So this comic book, he basically, he's reading, as he's reading it in class, uh, the teacher finds out about it and he's like, he's like, no, no, it's one of a kind. Well, now it's none of a kind. And he, the teacher drops it in a fish oh, tank. Piece no. of shit. Wow. Yeah. Dick. Dick move, bro. Yeah. And so 
uh, to dry out this comic book, he puts it in the microwave. As you do. Uh, of course. Like, it's paper, so you just you know, put it in there. There's no staples holding it together. No, no, uh, no, no. Um, and so he puts it, in the, puts it in the microwave. He gets distracted. He comes back, and the, it's exploded. And... Then he sees the big imprint on the wall of what looks like the ghastly grin, <laughs> oh, which is no. hilarious. It's comical. It's very comical. <laughs> you know, pun intended. Yeah. And so this guy goes around. He turns his parents first. He sees his parents. And Creepy anyway, parents. <laughs> yeah. Matilda parents. Yeah. Very Matilda-like. And like everything they say is just like they just start laughing and this goo just comes out of their mouth and they're like all just like, like their eyes are like all deep and like depressed and stuff like that. And then the, one of the creepiest parts of this is they go and they jump on the bus, his new friend, Hooper Picadero, and they jump on the bus and they look up and they're reading through the comic book. I'm Hooper Picadero. I'm in your, I'm in your social studies class. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as they're reading through, they realize that what's happening is happening in the comic. Oh, it's pretty cool. They look up and they see the bus driver and his head just, whips around yeah man. and he just starts laughing maniacally and just driving this bus like all psycho dude the ghastly grinner past all this is the most terrifying creature on tv all right i'm going back i did not rewatch that one i'm gonna rewatch that one <sighs> you do yeah, yourself a favor i'm do serious it. do it tonight before i go do to bed. it tonight and you need to text us but yes okay. like i'm serious like this is it's creepy shit and like the music like you were talking about earlier, Sean, the production value of this. This is when it kind of started really getting good. The production value was good. The music was good. The set was good. The costumes were decent. <laughs> um, and and so the yeah, hair was shit. The hair was still <laughs> trash. Um, but man, absolutely crazy. This guy is terrifying. Yeah, and he is literally the reason I'm probably afraid of clowns, guys. Huh. <laughs> Legit. Wow. So I'll leave it up to. I'm, I'm going to leave you in suspense as to how All it right. ends. Since Mike hasn't gotten a chance to rewatch, yeah, it's another it's another uh, w- a weird ending that uh, doesn't usually happen in these shows. But uh, yeah, uh, one episode that I really love uh, that I remembered and it's probably my favorite uh, is the tale of Dead Man's Float. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh man, yeah, it uh, follows this kind of nerdy dude, uh, kind of nerdy, <laughs> very very nerdy dude. Um, uh, who was doing like a science experiment in the beginning of Brian the show. Brian Johnson, dude. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, the singer of ACDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is doing this science experiment and is is uh, met by these two chicks who one of them thinks he's cute and one of them thinks he's kind of annoying. Yep. And Classic problem. Absolutely. And the one that thinks he's annoying, he kind of really likes. And so he's <laughs> wanting to exchange... Uh, sort of like science lessons, I guess we'll say, <laughs> with swimming lessons because he's afraid to swim. Yes. And, and she's a swimmer. But before all that, we got a preamble with Jay Bruchel, you very young yes, Jay Bruchel. Right. Uh, and he's swimming in, in this pool, and his uh, sister and uh, uh, her boyfriend are making out and not really paying attention to him and as, as a lifeguard. Um, not really paying attention to him, and like I was, I was kind of surprised at the sexuality yeah, between right, these right. two. Fair, like yeah. it, it was like, oh shit, they're like gonna yeah. kiss and everything. I was like, oh cool, it's, it's well, a, they're really gonna go after. Yeah, it. okay. And so Jay Burchell dies straight up, <laughs> fucking dies in a matter of seconds. And uh, so the lifeguard can't uh, get to him, and so uh, 
so we get back to our back to our main characters. We are uh, we are with our nerdy guy and and the swimmer of of the two. And the nerdy guy says, "I, I found something in in our uh, school locker room. I need you and like come check it yeah. out." And so he finds this uh, pool because abandoned pool. abandoned pool. Because the kid died. The kid died so, in the pool. So instead <laughs> instead of just like doing something about it, they just walled it off. Instead yeah. of filling it in and maybe like maybe maybe like a more indoor like wrestling room or something. Auditorium. We wanted it to be we, we wanted to make it look like Chernobyl. <laughs> Just leave it. We'll have the one janitor who's been who saw the kid die just take care of it and be yeah. the caretaker. Uh, so, Spoiler. So um, penance. Yeah. So uh, the, the well, I mean, since his discovery, the, the girl kind of tells the school to like make this a, an and the actual school's pool. Like, Wait, what? There's a pool? Whoopsie! <laughs> wow, great discovery, you valedictorian. Now, so they carry out these they carry out these swimming lessons with with these two, and then their their uh, interaction is actually really charming. I, I really like them together. Uh, I, I remember thinking she was super cute back in the day, and he's a he's a he's a pretty good actor, but. The it turns out that um, this invisible force back is trying to uh, take care of these kids who are swimming in this pool and doesn't want them to be there, and uh, so it's kind of terrorizing this school. And it's up to our main protagonist to figure out what's going on. So the janitor, the the security lifeguard from back in the day, is now the janitor of the school. Yes, because he's because he feels the need to stay there to yeah. protect. And yes, so I actually it's Binks his, from Hocus Pocus. It's what basically it is. Binks. <laughs> the old uh, man is Binks. <laughs> I actually thought his performance was actually kind of good. Like his yeah. his storytelling yeah. is like, yeah, some kid died here, and it's been like, uh, I've seen like four kids die or yeah. something like that. It's like four. Jesus, dude, you've seen some shit. We should probably <laughs> move locally of this school and so it's up to them and so being all sciencey and everything like that that he figures out that he can put uh, this like some weird red compound in this water to uh, make it manifest itself thank you methyl orange yeah (laughs) that's which is my band name (laughs) um uh, so this character that or this creature that comes out is maybe m- even more terrifying than the gas yeah, cigarette. It's pretty. It's pretty. It scary. is just like a s- zombie-looking red, orangish s- skeleton thing, straight that- up from fucking the devil himself his yeah. balls you know uh it's it's very scary looking and very intimidating and uh all like like i said all the effects are yeah. super well done in this um and so that's kind of like the gist of this episode but i thought i just thought like the the story was really great the acting was really solid and, it, and just kind of everything about it was really stood out to me so number one i don't know his name right off the off the bat, but Ethan Wood from the Ghastly Grinner yeah. is also the buddy of Billy Madison that he meets. He's one of <laughs> yes. the nerds in high school yes. no way. that he meets. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we just started cutting our underwear so, to help with the wedgies. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> one of those guys. The long-haired kid. Yes, he's that kid. Dude. <laughs> yep. And then uh, in in uh, Dead Man's Float, um, Clarice is Margot Finley, and she is the uh, love interest of Charlie in D3. Wow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So here, yeah, here's a few other ones. We said cool. uh, Gilbert Gottfried and Ryan Gosling were in the Tale of Station 109.1. Melissa Joan Hart, Clarissa herself, was yeah. in the Tale of oh. the Frozen Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my personal favorite of all time, the crush, 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 Alicia Cuthbert. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Was in Tale of the Night Shift. Very, she was super young to that where almost is a terrifying episode. It's a terrifying episode, and you almost don't recognize her because she's actually so young compared to when she came into a, a you know like adult movies and right. stuff like that. Uh, Hayden Christensen is yes. in Tale of Bigfoot Ridge. Oh, I, <laughs> I did. I don't yep. even know. Remember that episode? That might be one. I, I did not rewatch that one. Yeah, uh, I rewatch it. Ne- Nev Campbell, yes, Tale of the Dangerous Soup, yep, and uh, Aaron Ashmore from Smallville. Yep. His brother, being Sean Ashmore, was in Tale of the Thirteenth Floor. Yeah, really, some famous peoples, man. Thirteenth Floor is weird. Thirteenth Floor is man. awesome. So yeah. I got a problem. If okay. if you skip over the Thirteenth Floor, like, and you go to the Fourteenth Floor, it's still the Thirteenth Floor, right? They just don't call it that. No, ain't no building gonna gonna skip a whole floor of square footage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we we can't get into this. Okay, okay. <laughs> we will talk about that some other time. But that's yeah. a fact. It's, it actually happens in buildings. We're gonna they, get don't, in, they don't put the 13th floor. We're gonna floor. get into the Cecil I'm Hotel so, and, oh and man, the whole. I'm telling you. Uh, well, uh, we we hope you, you we hope you uh, enjoyed this one. Amazon Prime. I think if you if you have that, you can stream a bunch of these, and I think there are on YouTube like yeah. much of the nineties. A couple of them on YouTube. I, I had uh, I have to thank my uh, cousin Molly Roush and uh, I think listener uh, for uh, lending me all of these DVDs. Nice. Too. She has the DVDs. They, they were bootleg for sure. So nefariously well, somehow. But either way, I uh, consumed a lot of these uh, because of her. And so thank you very much. We take hope. the uh, take take the free Paramount trial and uh, <laughs> and do that because it's a heck of a lot cheaper than buying episodes or seasons yeah. even on Amazon. So. Yeah, they were, if you're a Prime member, I believe a few of the seasons were free yeah, like or we, or something. Yeah, yeah, you had just start typing it in and just like, <laughs> do, do, do your best. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, and so, yeah, Molly, we hope we did it justice. Yeah. <laughs> we, hope you, we hope you love it. And so don't forget to tune in. Uh, next week, we're going to get back to the full-blown movie reviews in honor of an upcoming release of the brand new Mortal Kombat movie. We will be tackling the original Mortal Kombat from 1995 and in two weeks we'll get back to some fun filled mini bites. We're going to talk about American Gladiators. Adult guts. Yeah, adult guts. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to leave us a review. Give us a phone call. Leave us a voicemail at 319-804-9596. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed, boys. I think so. I think we're all in. Let's run out of here. Don't forget to put out the fire. God damn it, Mom. (laughs) Pee on it if you need to. Okay, bye.